0: From the Journalists of the Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Tuesday, March 22. Europe's energy crisis is heading Australia's way unless new gas fields are opened. That's the warning from Federal Energy Minister Angus Taylor in a speech he'll deliver today. Mr Taylor will say the government is investing in new gas production to avoid a repeat of Europe's tripling of gas prices in just a year. As the federal budget looms, Ratings Agency Standard & Poor's is warning a rapid return to surplus could threaten Australia's AAA credit rating and damage the economy. Balanced budgets are no longer needed for AAA, the agency says, because commodity prices are so high and we're running a healthy current account surplus. And political luminaries from across the spectrum have joined in grief in Melbourne, remembering Labor Senator Kimberly Kitching in a highly emotional funeral. There's
1: a lot I could say about the unpleasantness of a cantankerous cabal, but I hope it's sufficient to say she deserves so very much better.
0: Our Victorian editor, Damon Johnston, was there yesterday and is joining us now.
2: Kimberly Kitching's husband of 20 years, Andrew Landiou, delivered a powerful, passionate, yet dignified defence of his wife. Several thousand mourners lined Cathedral Place as the hearse took her body from St Patrick's with her family, including her husband, Andrew Landiou, walking alongside the hearse. It was an amazing guard of honour, not just through the sheer numbers, but through the number of dignitaries, and the very fact that they came from all sides of politics.
0: Damon, Kimberly Kitching had told confidence she felt she was being bullied or excluded before her death, and friends have said she was under enormous stress. Was that connection directly drawn yesterday, or was it a bit more oblique?
2: Andrew Landiou's commentary was pretty pointed, but he did it in a sophisticated way. But look, his comments, particularly the commentary around the unpleasantness of a cantankerous cabal was clearly aimed at some of his late wife's Senate and party colleagues. I think he delivered exactly as he was entitled to as the grieving husband. And look, there was one other moment there that I think underlined the poignancy of her farewell at St Patrick's. Now, St Patrick's is The Catholic Cathedral. It sits at the Spring Street end of the city. It's an extraordinary-looking Gothic building. And this was the venue where Kimberley Kitching married Andrew Landiou 20 years ago. And Andrew made the point uh, very early on in his eloquent speech uh, and eulogy today that this was, in fact, a very special place for Kimber, as he referred to her. And it was certainly a fitting venue for politicians of all persuasions to bid farewell to her.
0: She'd only been a senator for six years and the turnout yesterday, I thought, Damon, was something we'd associate more with the funeral of a former PM.
2: Yes, I can't recall another political identity that could have drawn so many political foes together. You know, we're heading into a federal election within a matter of weeks. Many of the people there today will be declaring political war on each other from tomorrow, probably, yet they all made a decision to turn up and... To honour a senator who had only been in Parliament for six years. And I think this demonstrates the sheer force of her uh, personality.
0: Damon Johnston is the Australian's Victorian editor. Up next, New South Wales political editor Yoni Bashan tells us how a Chinese Australian billionaire has become one of the most crucial witnesses at an inquiry into alleged money laundering at Star Casino. The New South Wales Gaming Regulator is hauling Star Casino in to explain an alleged 900 million dollar fraud, and is hearing from a surprising witness, a Chinese high roller, Philip Dongfeng Lee. Our New South Wales political editor is Yoni Bashan, and he joins me now to explain what's happened. Yoni, who is Philip Dongfeng Lee, and why is he giving evidence at an Australian casino hearing?
1: Philip Dongfang Lee is a property developer with interests in various parts of New South Wales, including the Central Coast and elsewhere. Um, He is reportedly a billionaire. He's lived here for 20 years and He never actually stayed at the Stars Hotel while he gambled at the venue, which was one of the requirements of having to use a controversial debit card, which is at the centre of this inquiry. We'll get to that in a minute. Why he's giving evidence at the inquiry? Well, he would come to the casino for the purpose of gambling, which some people enjoy doing. He had access to a credit card or a debit card called China Union Pay. And China Union Pay is essentially the nerve centre of this inquiry. It's a card that essentially allowed Foreign gamblers, so people living in China specifically, to come to Australia and use this card to pay for accommodation services. It wasn't supposed to be used for gambling services.
0: For some context, Union Pay does not permit gambling transactions on its cards, and gambling is illegal in China.
1: Mr. Lee has given evidence to the inquiry saying, first of all, he's not a foreigner. He was given the card regardless. And his evidence was controversial because he said that essentially he would sit in a room and he would gamble and relationship managers working for the star would take his china union pay card they would return 10 minutes later and they would deliver him with chips so essentially members of the star on his evidence were breaking their own rules by not only issuing him with a card that he wasn't supposed to be using but also allowing him to gamble using that card
0: Until now, the star has largely avoided the kinds of massive scandals that have beset its main rival crown, which has gone through seismic change after being found unfit to hold its own licences.
1: Already two of its staff had admitted that they knew customers were using the China Union Pay Card for gambling purposes, which they weren't allowed to do, but they've also admitted assisting customers with pulling out money for that purpose and then lying about it when concerns started being raised we know so far 900 million dollars worth of transactions were put on china union pay cards by various patrons and the movement of this money was always disguised as hotel accommodation which was legitimate you were supposed to use the card to pay for hotel rooms hotel services other amenities but what we know and what what's slightly amusing about this we would have examples heard of one guy drawing 2.5 million dollars on the card in just 3 days that's an absurdly large amount of money to spend on 3 days of well, a hotel room. It's pretty hard to do anywhere in the world. I don't think you can do it at the Waldorf or the Plaza or the Mark or wherever.
0: The other Australian entity tangled in this web is NAB, National Australia Bank. The body that owned China Union Pay contracted NAB to be the middleman and to supply merchant terminals in Star's casinos. But it wasn't the Star or NAB who first raised concerns about the millions of dollars flowing in from China.
1: It was actually China Union Pay, that raised the concerns with the NAB on multiple occasions. The inquiries heard that China UnionPay sent multiple emails and other correspondence to the NAB effectively saying, why are such large amount of money being put through these machines or on our card for the purpose of hotel accommodation? And each time the NAB would seek answers, the star would, on their own admission to the inquiry, mislead them.
0: Yoni Bashan is The Australian's New South Wales political editor. That's the latest from Australia's leading newsrooms. The Front will be back tomorrow with our journalists on the biggest issues of the day as the battle lines are drawn in federal politics. We're a week out from the budget with an election looming soon after. All those stories, plus the nation's best coverage of news, business, sport, politics and culture are at theaustralian.com.au
2: My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.